Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. And we don't want to talk about the floods all the time, but we do need to check in with what's going on in terms of the clean-up, most of all, the recovery. And to bring us up to date is the Deputy Mayor of Greater Shepparton, Anthony Brophy. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, listeners. Thanks. Thank you so much for dropping by. Now, there was a big uh, meeting in Marupna last night the about tri- all this. Yes. Yeah, the uh, Flood Recovery Community in, um, Information Update. Um, and it was it was a fair panel on, on board, you know, to... Uh, experts in their particular fields who were able to come in and pre- pre- present information and give some updates as to, in, in their particular uh, area, um, how things are going, but also to listen to the community to find out what some of the concerns were as well. What are the main concerns? Look, a lot of the main concerns is, you know, what happens now um, in terms of the recovery. Uh, having said that, there, there's a, certainly a corner of, uh, and we're talking about Marupna particularly, but there is a corner um, of the south uh, southwest area of Marupna, and from Lenny Street back to the Midland Highway is still underwater. Mm. And so it's being pumped uh, f- ferociously at the moment, uh, water out of that area, but it still may take several days. So it's really uncomfortable for those particular people, um, whereas others can start to, you know, rip up uh, carpet and floorboards, etc and clean mm. up, uh, they're still very much under stress. And so, therefore, um, we, we needed to hear from them and the concerns that they still have as well. Is it your understanding that if you can get to one of the transfer stations, you can take your flood waste there for free? That, that's correct. And, and that's happened over the weekend, uh, both at, at Wanganui Road, but also at Ardmona in Marupna and that. But there are also skip bins that were available too at, uh, at different points. I think there's one up in Undira and there's about three or four. We're, we're at the um, uh, Marupna Recreational Reserve as well people were able to um, offload all of the rubbish that they had uh, and do that. And having said that, the amount of people that were helping these uh, people to to um, uh, get rid of that particular rubbish was just incredible. You know, we had you're looking at well over 200 people. Um, you know, that were strategically placed throughout Marupna to, to go, and it was wasn't only um, just volunteers. There were contractors there as well, and it was you know basically let's clean up Marupna. So it started, but it's not over yet. Oh, yeah. Look, it's still got a long way to go. And, I mean, you know, some of that is, you know, obviously psychological too. I mean, you know, to to actually uh, have to rip things out, you know, and and personal belongings and put them out on the nature strip, it is heart-wrenching. But also then to uh, see it there, um, you know, so that's why it's so important to try and get rid of that from the people's nature strips and also the sandbags and that because it's it's just a constant reminder and they can't move on in in, in some uh, some fashion. So um, it was an incredible effort. Um, has been an incredible effort throughout the last 10 days, can I say. Well, you spent a lot of time out um, sandbagging at the showgrounds, didn't you? That's right. Uh, it was, gee, it was a, a multi... Uh, multifaceted approach there. We had the relief centre, which was set up, and by the way, that's still available at McIntosh Centre there at the showgrounds. Uh, there's probably only under 50 people still there now, but at one stage, it probably high. Uh, the height was probably over 400 people staying there. Uh, of course, you've got Tatura as well, the Ballantyne Centre there, um, which you can go along to as well, and there's probably less than 20 people there now. But what we're looking at pre- pre- predominantly in terms of, you know, talk about relief, um, is temporary accommodation, uh, whether that be cabins and caravans, 
plans and um, and working with the state government at the moment to determine you know uh, what the numbers look like because we really don't know how many people are actually affected um, in in that sense. But back to the sandbagging, the volunteers. I mean, you had you had people like Game, which was doing the traffic control, and council staff and contractors working so hard. But there was a group, you know, I'll give a shout out to the rapid relief team who arrived, and they had a machine which they brought in from Sydney overnight, and it was doing something in the vicinity of a thousand bags an hour. Wow. Uh, sandbags, and it was, and they, I mean, not only was the machine a machine, but the actual team around so them was a that, machine. Is that a government thing? No, it wasn't. No, they're a charity organisation, wow. and they're they're just absolutely incredible uh, bunch of people. Uh, and also, they help with the catering there as well. The army came. The the school of uh, electrical and mechanical engineers. They arrived. They were the first ones that were deployed there uh, to help one with the sandbagging and to to move it on. And of course. Not only for, for Shepparton and Marupna, but also because Marupna was set up as well, but also onto Bunbatha, etc. And you know, you had people like Foot Waste, the police, the CFA, and the the, um, the volunteers. I mean. What a community we have, Terry. Uh, when you look out there and you you see people digging there, and you can see the top of their turbans, and you can see the habjus, and all it's just what a multicultural you know all got together, all were just you know digging sand for, for not for themselves but for other people. It was just brilliant. Just looking at the latest council update, maybe there'll be another one today, but there was one on Friday. There was a point about managing asbestos after floods. That's not even something I'd even thought about. No, and it, of course, it has to be very, very uh, carefully done in that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people uh, aren't aware that they have asbestos as well. Um, you know, they'll, they'll rip out, um, you know, the, the insides of the walls, etc., and there could be asbestos there or in the roof. So um, be very, very careful in terms of that. And if you, if any doubt, you know, contact the authorities. Yeah, you need licensed asbestos removalists. Yeah, Don't try exactly. and do it yourself. Don't just p- pop on a mask and try and do it. Uh, what were some of the other, um, you know, points put forward by experts last night? Was there talk about uh, grants and things like that? Yeah, look, there certainly was. I mean, we had uh, Mick O'Keefe. He was from uh, Agriculture Victoria and particularly around emergency management. And there was, a, I think, a $10,000 one-off grant he was uh, for farmers and primary producers and, and that as well. Uh, we were very concerned, in, obviously, in regards to animal welfare and the needs that they have out on, out on the land. Um, but we also talked about human um, health as well. And Alan Brown from uh, GV Health, you know, spoke particularly about the mosquitoes. And I mean, they are know, bad already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Japan- <laughs> Jap- uh, Jap- Japanese encephalitis, or I'm not sure how to actually say that, but encephalitis. Uh, encephalitis, yeah. And of course, you know, um, people with uh, you know uh, Ross River fever, etc. That you know, that mosquitoes are out and about. So I mean, it, it is a concern, and so you really need to make sure you know add some of the precautionary side of things, but also um, the, the the health and the, the the primary care services that are being being delivered by GV Health as well, which uh, uh, Alan spoke about. Because even uh, in areas like, so where I am living, and we weren't actually affected by, by floodwaters, the river didn't come up that far, but we've got, we don't have guttering, we've just got these ditches, and they're yeah. just full of water, and yeah. that water's just been sitting there, and of course my backyard is submerged even just from the rain so they're they're just happily breeding away aren't they to just come and eat us all summer long look they are and i think we're you know it is a phenomenal event in in the sense of a flood i mean normally you get your flash floods they come you get a lot of rain like it's raining pretty heavily today uh you get some rain that you know comes and then then it washes away but i think you know sustained rainfall that we had in the catchment areas that were absolutely full and the rivers that were full too you just needed a a pretty ordinary event that would come uh, extraordinary event that would come through which which did the week before um, with 
so much rain and um, and that's what that's what the result is that you get not just a, a minor flood or a moderate flood but you get major flood and when you get major flood um, you know the normal conventional systems go out the, mm, out the window. It changes everything. Yeah, yeah it does change everything. So and it's still raining. And it is still raining and um, I mean well, I think what you know it is washing away I mean the, the, the river levels and I think we had the hydrologist um, Guy Tini from the Golden Broken Catchment Management Authority explaining about the uh, the the, the modelling of the the river and um, how it's going and the, the waterfalls etc and um, you know its peak I think was twelve oh oh six at the at the height in Shepparton uh, as an example um, and it's now dropped you know somewhat but um, with the the rain that is still coming through it'll just take a little bit longer yep. to, to to move on and of that course you know um, you know feel for the certainly the people um, up up north from you know Bunbath and Athadia right through um, the Barma Forest in, in into Echuca and Kerrang of course yeah they're still watching it rise I think at this point mm-hmm. I was also interested to hear about aquamoves I and um, uh, it was just amazing to see the 50 meter outdoor pool completely <laughs> you just you just wasn't there I think we can now see some sort of you know blue lines um, you know in the laneways now yeah, yeah. Um, someone said we yeah it's like a t- it's a 12 uh, lane pool at the moment <laughs> um, but apparently the water didn't get into aquamoves proper but it has gotten into the pumps so yeah i mean that, that's i mean <laughs> aquamoves is designed to be a wet area if you if you know what i mean so in terms of you know washing it away and, and cleaning that up in the silt and all that sort of thing yes that can be done um obviously the water have to be drained and redone again but and, and that can be done you know for that it's the mechanical aspects mm. of things and the pumps etc that yes. that are the major concerns in in the in that and other facilities as well so it's really going to take i wonder if we're talking months well, we're certainly talk, talk, talking weeks because, I mean, it, it does take, you, know, you have to have the, the specialists in, you have to have the equipment and then you'll have to have the repairs and you have to um, be able to uh, order them in and get you know, things up and running. And look, can I say, uh, so many people in a lot of areas have done such a magnificent job to say, you know what, let's get back to business as usual, as quickly as possible, where you can, like schools, for instance, uh, and, and try and keep some sort of normality there. Um, yes, there is recovery. Yes, people are still hurting. And yes, uh, you know, there is support for them there. I mean, Obviously, if you're still in an emergency, you know, the, the Vic SES, I mean, one three two five hundred people can ring that number. But, you know, once, you know, once that p- it moves on, you know, people still have to get their, their lives back on track. And the best thing to do is to try and, you know, get businesses running, get, get down, you know, have garbage collections, all of that sort of thing. Anything else you need to let us know about? I know it's an evolving situation still. No, look, just a, a really big shout out to, to all those in the community that, um, you know, really pulled up their sleeves and, and went out and helped people, did the right thing, the safety thing, wearing the gloves, wearing, you know, all the protective gear that they needed to, to, to help people. But, I um, mean, systematically going through Marupna on Saturday, um, the Marupna Football Netball Club put together an incredible um, array of, uh, you know, um, supporters and footballers and netballers, etc. And they were able to go out there and systematically go from, from street to street to make sure that as much pe- many people as possible were able to be cared for. Um, there was door knocking to make sure that the, they, their needs are being looked after, but also um, the removal from the, the front of there. So, you know, utes and trucks, and uh, it was just incredible. Uh, and, of course, the, the Lions Club at the Marupna put on a barbecue for, for the volunteers there as well. So that's, gr- that's great community spirit. That's what we need. That's what we need to get back into business, and we need to, to um, uh, pat people on the back and say, come on, let's, let's do it. Yes, uh, you know, people are still hurting, and we've got to be really mindful of that and some people are still underwater so um we're you know hearts go out to them and you know, we are thinking and we're there for them as well 
I guess um, those clubs are just really spreading a bit of cheer, aren't they? Maybe putting a few smiles on a few faces. That's uh-huh. really important, actually, at this time too, isn't it? It is. It's about the spirit of it. And, and you know, it's... Um, it's not an easy thing. You can, a lot of people can just sit back and say, look, it can't be done, you know, well, we'll let the authorities do it. If you let authorities do it, it's just going to take forever because they, they've only got X amount of resources. We need community volunteers and that's what that's what we're seeing. And I think there is a register for volunteers too. If that you is correct. Yeah. Just volunteer. go onto the, uh, onto the council website yep. and you'll see the register for volunteers, but also for donations of people wanting to donate, whether it be temporary accommodation, whether it be clothing, whether it be whatever it might be, uh, or even just their, their specialised uh, services that they have. All right. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, very you very much, much. Uh, Anthony Brophy. Anthony is the Deputy Mayor of Greater Shepparton. And thanks for all you've done. I know you've been out there on the hustings the whole time. I think so. all councillors have been out there and it's, it's great. It, um, not just councillors, but, you know, council staff. They've just done an incredible job, you know, 24-7. They've just been going flat out. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you. Pat and Tina's BP service station North Shepparton has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service delivered with a smile, the old-fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Pat and Tina's BP service station. GV Highway, North Shepparton. 1FM sponsor. Snake season is here. Have you serviced your snake repellers this spring yet? If not, book a service call and let Jason's Pest Control update your batteries and check your repellers are right to go for this snake season. You don't have snake repellers yet? That's okay. Call us now and get them professionally installed. Protect your kids, pets and yourself. Our snake repellers are the best on the market and even have a two-year warranty. For more information, call Jason's Pest Control now. 1-800-599-699. 1FM Sponsor. At Outback Real Estate, we understand that to get the right deal, you need to have the right people surrounding you. We know you need the right advice and the right information, so we make the effort to ensure that both the vendors and buyers enjoy their real estate journey by providing a tailored service that's just right for you. Specialising in properties for agriculture and business, we provide services to commercial and residential developers. Visit our new website at outbackproperties.com.au. Outback Properties, where understanding real estate is our business. Station sponsor. Looking for a new career or know somebody locally who is? Flavorite is Australia's largest glasshouse grower of fresh fruit and vegetables that operates right here in the Goulburn Valley. Flavorite offers permanent, part-time and casual roles in various departments across the business, such as crop care, picking, packing and more. Hourly paid roles with attractive and achievable bonuses. No experience necessary with on-the-job training provided. Flavorite prides itself on providing a great team culture and supportive environment with unlimited opportunities to grow a career in agriculture. There are multiple positions available right now, so to find out more, visit flavorite.com.au or call us on 035623 1693. Station sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.